Hello and welcome back to the Simplicity Diaries with me, Kim John Payne, the author of Simplicity Parenting, Soul of Discipline, Beyond Winning, and uh, the new book that's coming up soon, Being at Your Best When Your Kids Are at Their Worst. You know, this week I've had a couple of conversations actually with mums and dads who are um, separated and divorced uh, from their previous partner about dating and about how to introduce that new friend to to your kids. And um, I thought it was a really, really good question and we um, talked for quite a while about it. And my take on this for a long time uh, has been, of course, to look through the children's eyes at, uh, um, at the new relationship as the, as the primary way of looking at it. That, that's kind of intuitive to most parents, uh, putting the, ki- the needs of the kids first, but it also uh, offers a, um, putting their needs first and trying to figure it out and stage this thing well, phase it in well, also offers us as adults a roadmap uh, um, so that we're clear uh, with ourselves where we stand, we're clear with our new potential partner, if that, if that works out, where that stands, and it offers a, a, a clarity to to the adults as well. So there's a, there's like a double benefit. But what is that roadmap? Let me just lay out the way the way I've I see it, and the way I've advised countless numbers of parents over the years, going through this exciting but sort of um, a little bit anxious, uh, anxiety-producing process of getting together with with a with a new partner. The looking through the children's eyes. If you listen to the way they speak about friendship, it's it's um, you can as you listen into it, you can hear that there are different levels of friendship that they perceive kids in their school or in their neighborhood. There's some kids who are definitely just, you know, you don't hear their names very much. Uh, Their kids, they might just, you know, if they're older, they play a pickup game with them, they take part, but they're not, they're not who they hang out with a lot, but they're around, you know, and they're, they're, they're occasional friends. They're, They're kids they see occasionally. They're kids that, you know, a game might bring them together or, or, a party they might be attending mutually and they'll talk to, to each other and that's a group of, of of occasional friends. If you think about it in one way, they're sort of outside the garden gate, if you think about this as a as a, as a metaphor that I, I sometimes use. You know, there they are and you wave to them when they go by. You might hang out at the gate and talk for a while. Um, and it's not even that the gate is closed, it's an open gate, but you know, you just hang there for a while and, and chat. Um, but the conversation is not real deep, but it's pleasant. You know, it's a pleasant thing to do. Good people, pleasant conversation. Then there's another circle of friends inside that. And that's, they're a little bit, they're, they're not so much occasional friends, um, they're, they're more frequent people, frequent friends that you're friendly with, but you see them a little more often. 
right? You know, they you invite them inside the garden gate, and you can sit right at the at the in, on the garden table. And you chat, and it's a little more. They come by uh, a couple of times a week, maybe, and you spend an hour or two, or maybe even three, with them, and um, and you and you talk about things, and you might have a cup of tea or some lemonade, you know. But they're, they're those kinds of friends, right? So that that's that kind of that kind of friendship. And then there's a third group of friends, and they're friends you invite onto the porch. And that group of friends are the, you know, you'll sit quite a while. They'll come over three, four times a week, maybe. You'll see them a little more often. They, they, um, they hang out more. You, you, uh, you, you, you've got the um, trust of them a little bit more. You'll, they're not your most <clears throat> intimate uh, friend in that way, close friend, but you sure can hang out with them. And if something happened, you know you could call on them uh, to help out if there was an emergency, for sure. Then there's a fourth group of friends, and this is the friends that you have, so to speak, that you would invite into your living room. You know, this, of course, being a metaphor. Um, but you invite and you, you, you see them regularly. You know, they come over, they pop in and out the house. They're in the lounge room, in the kitchen. They pop in and out. They, they just give a little tap on the door and walk in. They're very, they're very familiar. That's a kind of like an uncular relationship, an aunt or uncle. Um, you know, and we all have had those in our, in our uh, lives, aunts and uncles, sometimes blood relatives, sometimes not. I had an Uncle George, you know, who wasn't, <laughs> who wasn't related to us, but he was a dear neighbor. He and, and, uh, and Aunt Lillian, they were in and out our house and we in and out their house all the time. And I'd go over and play with their dog and curl up in their dog. I think the dog's name was Wags, and I'd curl up in his kennel. And I, I didn't feel any, any. I had to ask any permission to go play with Wags or or, or hang out with him. And they're those kind of friends, right? V really close friendships. They, you know, last years and years. And then. Well, then there's the friend, the one friend that you invite into your bedroom. That's that intimate friend. That's that ultimate intimate friend. Okay, so they're the metaphor outside the garden gate, in the garden, at the garden table, on the porch, in the kitchen or lounge room, and then in the bedroom. There are these sort of four main groups of friends and then that final one friend, you know, that intimate friend. Now, when we're thinking about how do we go about this with our kids, that's the, that's the roadmap that I've found to be very, very successful over the years and had a lot of feedback from parents of, boy, this, this was really helpful to have this kind of way of going about things. So when you first are dating someone, in the kid's eyes, that's an occasional friend. You might invite them um, over, um, you know, you might uh, see them for a couple of hours. You might particularly have them over with another group of people, maybe two or three others. You're not singling them out, but you're letting the kids be familiar with that person. Maybe you invite her or him over and with just one other or two others, and you hang out for a while, and then 
Um, maybe he or she helps you clear up after the others have gone, and then she leaves, then he leaves. And, and that goes on, you know, until you feel that the kids are becoming familiar with that person, but they're, they're kind of at the garden gate, but they're, they're inside. They're coming inside the garden gate. They, they are, so to speak, you know, occasional friends. They're, they're, they're visiting. They're visiting in the garden. Maybe you, you know, you, if you keep this metaphor, if I keep this metaphor alive, they're, they're, at, the, they're at the garden table. And that's where a group of friends are, are, are gathering. The kids c sort of blow by. They're not really involved in the gathering. Um, they're not really involved with the person you might be dating. But they, they become familiar with him or her. As the weeks and, 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 and I, I would say up to sort of like two, three, four months, maybe beyond, it might be slower, might be a little faster, but in, a, in about that, that range, you sort of then think, well, you know, talk together with the person you're dating and say, you know, I, I, I think we could, we could go out to, to, to supper, just, you know, you and me, and, um, or go down to the park or go roller skating or, or do a canoeing trip. And maybe it's, it's with you and perhaps your family as well. If, 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 if your person you're dating has a family, although that one has to be really, really carefully staged as well and carefully phased in. But you go and do something together. It's not like you're sitting there having to be polite and talk and so on. Supper is okay, as I mentioned, but I'm a little bit, um, you know, a bit more of a fan of going and doing something. So the kids can blow off and play together and go off they go and uh, and they don't have to sort of sit and be polite and so on. As time goes on, that's that more, now that's gone from uh, an occasional friend to a regular friend. And maybe that happens two times a week now, once, at least once, and sometimes even two times a week, where you go places together. But, you know, as far as the kids are concerned, that's not a sleepover friend. That's absolutely not, um, in terms of their lives, an, an intimate friend. Not yet. Now... The third layer in is is that it goes from that sort of um, occasional friend to regular friend to now a, a family friend, someone who who can um, who who can call, who comes on in, who doesn't need uh, so much formality around the relationship. Uh, their friendship is still primarily with you. But now they start relating to the kids a little bit more. This is a crucial stage because before that, I my feeling about it is that that person, that person you're dating, shouldn't be making any really big special relationship to have a special relationship with your kids. It's too soon, and the kids feel often can feel well excited by it, but a bit. It's a bit weird, you know, it's a little bit too soon. So their, their, their friendship is more with you and they're friendly towards the kids. But at this third stage, yeah, they can start maybe playing some games with the kids, joining in with them. Um, there's, there's now, the, it's, it's a conscious conversation with the person you're dating to say, you know what, I think we can do some stuff together now. Now, you know, going out for supper is, feels very normal. Now the children are used to seeing him or her around the house uh, a little bit more. 
but they haven't felt compelled to have to like the person. They haven't felt compelled to, to like make a decision about, about that person. It's just, it's a friend of mum, of mums and dads. The, the, when that feels organic and natural, there's just a natural uh, rhythm to that. Then there's this this stage of, you know, this is a stage where you might go away on, on a vacation. This is this fourth stage. You might go on a vacation together. You might do a little bit more together. And, and now it starts to become that more kitchen table friend, someone who's around much, much more regularly. Have they actually formally moved in to the house? Usually not. You know, usually not. And then finally, there's that big threshold where the children perceive it's a sleepover friend. It's my, it's my dad or mum's new partner. And that's, that's a, as we know, it's a really a beautiful th- uh, threshold. And when you go through these previous steps that build up to this, it feels like you're walking on to that. It doesn't feel like mum or dad are replacing, you know, the, 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 the child's other parent. It doesn't feel like a replacement at all. It feels like a natural walking in and they relate to it because it's exactly how they build their relationships. You know, they've got obviously not an intimate friend, but a bestie. You know, so now in that way, dad or mum has a new partner who is who is their bestie, you know, and and of course even even more than that. Going through those steps is a very natural walk on. Now, two things I want to mention just before we close. One is that um if you get that wrong, it it it's it can be very hard. Uh, I was working with a parent recently, speaking with a, a parent who moved in the partner very young, uh, very early on um, in the relationship after the divorce into and, and moved that new partner in with her child. And now they were a blended family, new person came, uh, moved in with dad and the children felt bad the the older one rebelled the younger the younger one was um very withdrawn and it and you know if that happens if one in that sense i th- i think it was way too quick for the kids what you can do is is with this roadmap of concentric friendships from the wider circle the occasional friend to regular friend to special friend to bestie those four steps if you if you miss one or the kids react badly then just calibrate it back one step you know if the kids start reacting then say you know what we're probably gone too quickly into special friend let's dial this back into regular friend let's maybe you know see have you see the children just once or twice a week that kind of whole thing where it was three or four times a week. it was getting too much let's dial it back the um ultimately that's such a, a a good thing to do because if that person you're dating is to become a part of the family then of course you want it to feel warm and welcoming but also 
let's say, um, sadly, the dating doesn't work out. Then if the dating doesn't work out and you've given yourself three, four months of occasional friend, and then maybe you are moving it into regular friend in terms of the children's eyes uh, in what they see, and it didn't work out, uh, then there's not a sense of loss, grieving, and mistrust. Because the next person, maybe one day, hopefully, that you will get together with doesn't have to face the mistrust of, oh, mum or dad have these boyfriends and girlfriends and they, they, they had one and they just, we really liked them or, and they just went and we don't see them. If you go about it in this way from, from occasional to regular to special to bestie, then the ch the next partner, should that happen, w won't be mistrusted. It'll feel like my dad or my mum is has kind of got this. Now, the last thing I wanted to chat briefly about, very briefly, is, well, do you as an adult have to follow these patterns um, as well? Now, that's a mixed answer. Like, if, if someone is, in the children's eyes, um, a let's say a regular friend, does that mean that, that you can't be intimate with that person? Let's say the children are sleeping over, are staying with the other uh, former, uh, your former wife, uh, husband, partner, and you've got these three days that you know, you're, you're on your own in the house, should that person stay over? You know, should there be intimate relationships? And that, that's a question that's very individually, um, there's very much an individual thing really. But what, where, where I come down on this a little bit is that that's your decision to make. It's, it's, if, that is, if you're calibrating this in your children's eyes in one way, and then you're, you're um, uh, intimate in that friendship, in, in that relationship with that person, that's an adult. That's an adult relationship, and I don't feel in any way that's lying to the children. Not at all. It's there's the children's world, and there's the adult world, and we, um, in in some ways, as a society, have lost track on that, a tra track of that, where we feel, you know, kids, and we've got to be open, and they've got to be involved in everything, and they really, really do not. But um, it's important that 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 be kept that that be kept separate. If if indeed the two things are happening at different levels, the simplest way to do it, of course, is to have it match on those two levels. But it, from in from what I've seen, work and be healthy either way works. But it you know it's a it's a it's just a conscious thing. So I hope that helps. Obviously, the, the older the children you're dealing with, the more their eyes will be opened to what relationship is developing. And then, you know, very brief but very clear um, conversations can happen. But if you have that conversation and you have this roadmap from, from occasional to regular to special to best, and then from best really to lifelong friend, um, it gives older kids, tweens and teens, that kind of security of that you know what you're doing. You have a roadmap, you know what you're doing, and you're not getting weird. <laughs> okay, I sure hope that's helpful. It was a slightly longer diary today than normal, but, you know, this is a bigger subject. Okay, bye-bye for now. 